why you should maintain your slide out room and believe it or not your windows too this is eric stark with the smart rv or podcast delivering the smarts you need to enjoy the freedom of the rv lifestyle without the fear of breaking down so this is episode 105 we are i think two weeks behind we had a massive show or excuse me sale at the end of july july was also our come to montana month both of them were great successes so it turned out awesome and we are very glad and we thank everybody who are able to support us so now we're going to get try to get back on track you know i'm always so busy so much to do so these squeezing these podcasts in i don't want to say it like that doesn't sound very good but something has to everything squeezed in anymore so I need more people to help me with these, but it's just hard to find people to build what I need them to build. But anyway, that's my problem, not yours. You've got an RV with little headaches in it that you need to deal with. I'm also got sinus problems today, so bear with me if I start sneezing, sniffling, whatever it might be. They started just as I started talking, but that's life living the rv life you know there's many ways to do that some people work full-time and they just squeeze it in when they can other people stop working altogether and they go full-time but you know there's a way to you know work and also enjoy the rv lifestyle on a full-time scale it's a little bit different because you're going to be working while you're living in your rv and traveling you know, one example of that is a traveling nurse. You know, it's pretty common today. It's widely known that people do that. But, of course, you'd have to be a nurse to do that. But that makes sense. If you're a nurse and you want to see the U.S., what a better way to do it. And you still have to work, but you're able to travel around. You know, in your time off, you can enjoy the sights, the scenery from where you're at. And a lot of people have done this other ways as well. The traveling nurse is just an example that might be familiar to a lot of people because I run into a lot of traveling nurses for whatever reason because it's common I guess but you know you can make a living doing other things in your RV like some people have turned their RV lifestyle into a way to make a living they've done podcasts they start websites they start selling some of the stuff that they've made to make their RV lifestyle better you know sometimes those things take off real quick sometimes they take off very slow most things on the internet are jam-packed with competitors. And what I've seen on the internet, it's not a race to the top. It's a race to the bottom. Everything is price-driven. Sell it cheaper, sell it cheaper, sell it cheaper, and cut out customer service. Cut everything out, just make it cheap, and get rid of the product. But you really want to sell a product or do something that's going to have value. It's going to support your RV lifestyle over the long haul, not just short term. In other words, don't find a product that once you sell out or after a couple months, you know, that wave is gone or six months. You want things that are going to last. In podcasting, websites, you know, selling products, um, e-commerce, it takes a while. And quite often the ones that do the best are the ones that have a skill set of some kind. You know, like podcasting, maybe the podcast is really about photography and he happens to be an RVer. So that would help uh, push that podcast because now there's something visual to see. And I'm not trying to discourage anybody from doing anything they want. Just go ahead and do it. But it's a great way. And the RV nurse or the traveling nurse in an RV, it's a, it's a principle. 
So if you look at that, how they do that and how they enjoy where they're at and make a living and then sightsee on the weekends or their time off, it makes absolute sense. And you could do that with a lot of things. I just picked the traveling nurse, but, and you don't even have to start a business. Maybe what you do for a living would allow you to do that, afford the ability to travel around and enjoy the country. Even if it's just a state or two, heck, that's pretty darn good. You know, you get out and see a state. There's a lot to do. I mean, every state in the United States has a lot to see, whether we really, you know, can see that or not. But there's a lot to do just in this country, man. This place would keep you busy for a lifetime and then some. All right, so that's the RV lifestyle tip. You know, how to enjoy the RV life while working. And yeah, having a job you like helps too. I love my job. It's great. Selling RV parts, helping people, fixing RVs. Love it. Is there a better career? Oh, I'm sure there could be, but this one works for me. All right, now staying on the road. That's the next section we're coming up to, or we're into now, staying on the road. So why should you maintain your slide-out room and, believe it or not, your windows too? You know, windows are neglected on RVs. Oh, those poor windows. No one looks at windows. No one pays attention to them other than just making sure they're clean sometimes. You know, but they, they have their problems too. They need a little maintenance and love from time to time. But the slide room, you know, that's a, a big chunk of the RV. You know, when it breaks, it's a problem. When the roof leaks, it's a problem. So a slide room is worthy of maintenance. So is your slide room going in and out real slow? Are the seals around it on the outside all cracked and dried up? Is the awning fabric falling apart? These could be, uh, these could be signs your room needs some help. So what makes up the components of your slide out room? The room itself, you know, the box that goes in and out. So that's a component. You have the slides, the guides, the tracks, the rails, whatever you want that the slide room rides in and out on. You have the mechanism or the motor, the cable system that brings it in and out. Sometimes a hydraulic pump on older ones. Well, I shouldn't say that hydraulic pumps, electric motors, cables. You have the seals on the outside for waterproofing keeping the water out. You have the wiper seals on some that keep the, uh, the sides clean and the roof clean as it comes in. You know, they wipe off all the debris so it's relatively clean when it comes in. You know, you have the slide-out awning. Then on the roof of the slide-out room, there's generally a, it's a rubber roof, and there's a window or two on slide-outs. So the most basic thing to say about a slide out room is to keep it clean on the inside and the out. You know, it sounds pretty simple, but that's the most basic thing. And why do I say that? Because that's a starting point. Usually when something is kept clean, it can be easier to identify problems or potential problems. Now the rest of your RV, you know, it can be an absolute pigsty. <laughs> Just kidding. Smart RVer keeps his RV clean. It's easier to see things. It's easier to move around. But nonetheless, a slide-out room, because it's a smaller little area, sometimes it's just better to keep them clean. And what I'm talking about is where you can see stuff organized. It's not you're wiping it down all day, every day, you know, keeping it like a surgery room at a hospital. That's not what I mean. So visually, you can see problems. Because sometimes they come in different ways. 
Sometimes there's things that are falling apart that you really wouldn't notice if you had stuff stacked in the corner of it or things blocking the side view. So let's start with the less visible part of a slide out, the motor and the mechanism that brings it in and out. So the motors on the slide out room are generally maintenance free. Let's say you have a power gear motor, which is now Lippert components um, made by Clobber. Most of them are, you know, that thing is sealed, it's put on, and that's pretty much it. You're not going to do anything with it. When it breaks, you replace it. The parts for them are not really available. They used to be. Power Gear used to sell parts for slide out or, or for the motors before Lippert bought them. Then that went away. It didn't sell every part, but it cer certainly saves some money sometimes. Now, for all the other moving parts other than the cables, so get that other than the cables, you usually need to lubricate them. So if it's the guides underneath that the slide's riding on, they need to be lubricated. Now, the lubricants that I recommend are ones that are that are made specifically for that. And I say that because you don't want to go get some molly grease and just slop it all over the rails because it's going to attract all the dust and dirt when you're driving down the road. That thing's going to be a mess. It's going to just be filled with gook. You don't want that. That creates problems in itself. You want a lubricant that's made for it, like a dry lube, something that's not going to attract dirt. Not everything, but some things, I think you should just buy a product that's made for it. It makes life easier. Rather than having things that are unmarked, special lubricant for this, special lubricant for that that you've concocted or you found or someone else told you about, just buy what's designed for it. And there's, there's lubricants designed just for slide rooms for the mechanisms. Most of them spray on. They work very well. They're dry. They don't attract dirt. And that way you have the confidence that it's going to work. It's doing what it's supposed to do because it's designed for that. And yeah, there are some companies that, you know, make stuff that doesn't work well. But for the most part in the RV industry, if you go out and buy a lubricant that's designed for a slide out and the mechanisms, it's going to work. And the other thing too is in, in your RV, you know, you can say to your, let's say you're busy. Hey, you tell your spouse, hey, can you hand me the, the slide out dry luber? Can you grab that and hand it to me when I get underneath the RV? Whatever it is, you know, it just makes it easier. It's not like, hey, hand me the special container, this green that I made at home. Remember when I made this stuff, you know, boiling acid and water and, you know, the house burnt down? No, just kidding. So anyways, stick with what's made for it. And I say that be, because that's what I believe. Now, some people have another opinion on that, and they find substitutes, and that's fine. I mean, you look at the Internet, and people are always finding substitutes for something, you know? It comes to cars, ATVs, snowmobiles, whatever. I prefer what's made for it. So the seals, so now we're going to go up top. So you can lubricate the things underneath that need it and, you know, clean them off before you lubricate it. Make that part of the process. Get off the old stuff before you put on anything new. And while you're down there, do a little inspecting. Make sure there's no steel uh, joints or welds that are breaking, bolts that are loose. You know, eyeball the things that are obvious. There are some things you just can't deal with or won't be able to, but eyeball the ones you can. Now, the seals that are on the outside of the slide out, so you're going up top now, you're standing on your feet. Now, these seals are designed to keep the water out, and they get neglected. I mean, it's just like those things are just 
people look at them and I don't know if they're afraid of them in a way. I don't blame you because you look at it and you go, Oh boy, that thing, that's probably gonna be a nightmare to replace or a nightmare to get down the road. So you don't want to neglect them puppies. You want to take care of them, treat them like babies because you don't want to have to replace them any sooner than they need to be. Sometimes slide rooms have to come out, come completely out to replace those seals to do it right. It's a, it's a poor design and it happens though, but even to replace them without taking the slide out room, ones that are designed the other way, it's still a lot of work because you know, you got to get the old seal off all the adhesive. You got to make sure you have a nice surface for the new ones to stick to because they come with the adhesive on there. You know, it has the release liner and you stick it on and you want that when you stick it on there, man, it sticks. You don't want that thing coming off. And I've seen that, you know, on new RVs, it starts coming off because they didn't prep the surface properly. You know, putting on uh, seals where it has the, the tape on it with the, the sticky on it. Preparation is the key. It's just like painting a car, the prep work. That's the key to a nice paint job. Take care of those things. And they make um, products to lubricate the, the seals. You spray it on. And I highly recommend using that. those products designed for that. Keep them maintained. So the seals are going to go bad sooner or later. And, you know, unfortunately, that's the way it works. Whether it's the main water seal, a, a, a wiper seal, they're going to go bad. So take care of them while you can. And, you know, to be honest with you, sometimes those seals are very hard to find. They're not just something that you're going to find in every RV store. Now, there are some common ones, which that's nice when you see one that, you know, every person walks in with the same seal. That's great, but it doesn't always happen. You know, in fact, we have some jobs in our service department right now with some oddball seals that are required um, to finish the job. We can't find them. You know, it's very frustrating. And so we're in the industry and, you know, we look and we have our sources, but sometimes our sources run out pretty quick, you know, cause it's finding them. So take care of them. That's my point. And then on the top of the slide out room, you know, that's where the sun beats down on it. That's where you're getting all the elements. You're getting the debris. You're getting all the garbage up there if you don't have an awning. So if you don't have an awning on your slide out room, you need to put one on. And look at your seals first. Do everything on that roof before you put the slide out awning on. Get the roof up to snuff. It's going to be easier to do. It's going to be easier to inspect. It's just going to be a much better deal if you do that. You know, and um, most people don't do that. They just throw the, the slide out awning on up there after, you know, it's four years old, five years old, ten years old with no maintenance. It needs to be done first. Okay. So those rubber seals are very important. Um, and they're hard to find and they're expensive. They're not cheap either. So another item you have, which I alluded to, is the rubber roof on top of the room itself. Not, to, not the top of the RV, but the rubber roof on top of the slide room. So you want to maintain it like you would the main roof of the RV. You clean it. You treat it with rubber roof products. Put that slide out awning to protect it. It and the seals, as I mentioned earlier. And that's going to keep that rubber roof nice and clean. That's what you want in good shape. Now, the, the 
problem you face too afterwards is uh, you put the slide out awning on there, maintaining the roofs a little bit harder. And that's okay. You know, if you can get in there and clean it, just keep some of the dirt off. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if you have a long slide out, let's say it's 13 feet long, 16 feet long, you know, putting a treatment in there might be a little more difficult to do. But, you know, if you get a, a uh, small mop, heck, a Swiffer thing, whatever they're called, the dry one, you know, or, or a, uh, a uh, broom type thing with a uh, microfiber towel on it, if you were to get the slide out, you know, you clean it, you wash it, you get in there with a brush, you scrub it on a handle, you know, a long handle, you let it dry, then you spray the uh, the treatment in there for the rubber roof, then you get something just to spread it around on a long handle. It doesn't have to be ideal, it's just you're trying to do it. And yeah, it's not exposed to the sun, but it's certainly not going to hurt it at all. And it's just that extra little bit of oomph to help maintain it. Because remember, when you do a maintenance on a slide-out roof, if you have to do a repair, the awning's got to come off. Not that that's a huge deal, but it's just one more thing, you know, one more thing you're doing, more screws, the potential to break something. So, you know, maintain it the best you can. Now, slide-out awning itself, they generally don't need a whole lot of maintenance. You put it up there and forget about them, basically. You know, you want to clean the fabric from time to time. When you're washing your RV, you know, that's when you clean everything. You know, my my take on washing an RV is you wash the RV while you're up on the roof, keep everything else wet so all the, the cleaner, whatever you're using, it's run down to the side. It's not going to leave these, you know, horrible streaks or marks because it took all the wax off. Keep everything wet as you clean the rubber roof uh, and then you're working on everything else. Yeah, it makes it a little bit harder, but then when it's all clean when you're done and you don't have to go get stuff wet again. That's my take. That's how I would do it. Well, that's actually how I do do it. Okay, so the slide-out awning, you know, the fabric needs to be cleaned. You can put a product on there like 303 to help maintain that fabric life. You know, I think you get to a certain point with awnings and, you know, how many times do you want to clean it, you know, or I should say treat it with 303. Some people... You know, they really maintain their RVs. They keep everything nice looking. And the fabrics will last longer. How much longer is hard to say. And that's what I mean. You know, after 10 years or 7 years, you might want to just give up on that. You know, unless it's really, you know, you can see that it's helping. Or it just makes that fabric look that much better. You know, if that matters to you. Um, you know, I mean, I, my thing is, you know, you keep the RV as nice looking as you can. You maintain it. And if not anything else, when you go to sell it, it sells quicker. Like, you know, all my vehicles, ATVs and stuff like that, RV over the years, like I have this ATV, looks brand new. All of my stuff like that's always looked brand new. When I had dirt bikes, they looked brand new after five years. And it's not that I didn't go out and abuse them. I just cleaned them and waxed them and polished them because I like that look. And then when I go to sell it, sells a lot quicker than anybody else and I get more money for it because it looks like it's been maintained while well, it has it's not all beat up and thrashed so you know sometimes that pays off that if that's worth it to you so on a slide out awning really the only maintenance there is would be like on a carefree and it's not even all of them it's the SOKs where they're generally white 
Some of them, yeah, most of them are white. They have maybe have a white metal cover. Maybe they don't. I think it's an SOK2. And um, the if you can get some lubricant inside of the roller tube at the end, there's a hole. You can spray some lubricant in there, like some uh, 100% silicone. Not a lot, just some, a little bit, a couple squirts. And that'll help lubricate the shaft, the aluminum shaft, and the plastic housing. And that's about all there is. Or if you take it off, you can spray it into the end. Or if you have it apart, you can spray it. But that's basically it. It's just maintaining the fabric for the most part on most um, slide-out awnings and keeping them clean, you know, uh, washing down the hardware. You know, there's not much to do. You could lubricate the shafts like on an A&E if you want. You could spray some silicone there from time to time. It's certainly not going to hurt it. But not a lot where it's dripping down, you know, and wipe it off with a towel. To maintain a slide-out room, it's pretty basic. It's more like, you know, washing, spraying on some products for the metal or for the guides, maintaining the rubber roof. So it sounds like a little bit more work. And, well, it is, but it's not that much more work. It's definitely worth it, if you ask me. It pays off because that slide room is going to be in better shape. And, you know, like I said, wash the roof when you wash the rest, rest of the RV. And I would maintain the mechanics of it, you know, two to four times a year, depending on usage, where you travel. If you travel on a lot of dirt roads, you know, more often, a lot of paved roads, less often because you're not going to have as much debris getting up there. But just make sure you wipe everything off before you put something new on, you know, like when it comes to spraying down the, the guides, things like that underneath with the... Uh, lubricant that's made for it so most slide rooms have a couple of windows on them what i'm going to say here will apply to all the windows on the rv now windows man they're neglected too you know window parts can be very hard to find as well over the years you know what i've experienced is you can find some parts and it's generally not what everybody's looking for and there's a lot of different brands of windows so you know you have to look at that you know, if your window has uh, weep holes, keep the weep holes clear, clean of debris so water can drain out that um, builds up on the inside. And that's from moisture. Um, you know, windows will sweat on the inside, you know, during the wintertime. If you're living in your RV or using it, you get that moisture in there. You want it to be able to drain out, and that's what the weep holes are for. There are weep hole covers for some windows. Um you know, whether you have to have them or not, it's nicer, cleaner looking, but you know, they just, well, they help. So if you can keep those maintained and on the windows, that's great. But you know, if your windows open and close, keep, keep the track clean. You know, you don't want to get in there and scrub it down. You know, you want to maintain it and be friendly to it because most of those window parts that that uh, furry uh, insulation or whatever you want to call it where the window slides in it. Can't think of what it's called right now. You don't want to abuse that, tear it up, because it's probably one of those things you'll never find again. And believe me, windows for RVs can be very expensive to replace, so you want to kind of take care of them and not break them. If they need to be resealed, reseal them. Do not put a bunch of silicone or caulking on the outside. That just makes a mess, and quite often it doesn't even fix it. And so, you know, maintain your windows. Now, that's a lot easier to do. I mean, if you just wash them, you know, clean them from time to time and inspect them, you're probably going to be good. So that's it. Slide out some windows. All the windows, if they open and close, make sure the mechanism working good. The, the guides are clean. You know, the channel's clean. Don't abuse them. Don't beat them up. 
treat them nice too. They're one of those things that you don't want to have to replace. So now with all this conversation about slide out rooms, I just can't help myself. We got to talk about SunPro manufacturing slide out replacement fabrics. So if you need a new slide out replace or a new slide out awning fabric, well, go to sunpromfg.com. We've got all the fabrics there. We got 14 ounce. We've got 18 ounce. We got you know, three-year warranty, five-year warranty. We have a 10-year warranty fabric as well. So check that out at sunpromfg.com. So now, next stop, where are we going next? Well, we're going to go to Pismo Beach, California. So many people have been there. Pismo Beach is a pretty cool place. You know, it's right on the Pacific Ocean. It's, um oh, you know, near San Luis Obispo. So it's not, you know, the central part of the state, but it's closer to the center of the state along the coast. Pismo beach is really nice. You know, they got the sand dunes there. You got the ocean, something about the water there. I just love it when the tide goes out. Cause you can walk out forever. You know, you see people driving their vehicles on the beach. That's one of the few places you can. I've been there, done that. As they say, great places to eat around there. You're close to other things as well. You know, you can go to San Luis Obispo. You can go to Santa Barbara. You can go over the mountains. I mean, there's a lot of places you can do within a short span, make a bunch of day trips. Um, you've got the Hearst Castle. There's the Monarch Butterfly Trail if you're into uh, uh, butterflies. There's a wine shop there that's really popular, the Taste of the Valleys. There's a pier. So there's a lot to do. There's places to eat like oysters if you like fish if you like italian cuisine they got places there food and we all like food right pismo beach really cool they got rv parks there that are right on the water right across the street from the water um you can walk to the dunes and of course you can get out to the to the ocean and you know this is a really cool place for kids or younger people, kids, young people. If you surf, if you like the ocean, the sand dunes are sweet. You know, you can ATV there. So it's, it's got something for everybody. Ocean fishing, you know, like I said, you're not too far from other places. Oh, Solvang, you know, that's not too far away. All the different, you know, unique places. So it's, uh, it can be a family trip. So if you have, you know, still have children living at home, you want to go someplace fun where everybody can enjoy it. That's the place to go. You know, I've been there with my family, been there without my family. Love it. You know, as a kid, been there, uh, spent a lot of time there for whatever reason. So it's a uh, very nice place to go. It's fun, especially if you like the ocean and the beach. And if you haven't been there, it's definitely worth seeing. If you've been there before, well, go check it out again. All right, so there's going to be more information about that on the smartrver.com under the next stop section. And of course, these are all put together by Alexis, who takes care of the next stop information, and she couldn't make it on the show today. Otherwise, we'd be talking to her. So now, last week, under, I mean last week, last episode for RV Envy, I talked about a product called uh, Thin Shade by made by Lippert Components. So this goes on the entrance door of your RV, and it's... The, it, it replaces a very popular window... Uh, frame and glass system it's their 16 by 24 i believe or no 16 by 25 and most rvs have it i mean a lot of motorhomes with front entry doors don't but 
you know, a lot of class C's motorhomes with rear entry or mid entry and, uh, travel trailers, fifth wheels have this type of door. And, you know, I, I looked at this thing a little bit better. Last time I talked about it, I really didn't have my head on straight when I was thinking about it. So we, um, actually took one out of the box cause this is new to us. It's not new to everybody else. They've come on RVs, but you know, in the aftermarket, we finally got some in and had some calls for it. And we installed a couple of them. And this thing is absolutely awesome. The way it goes together, definitely a do it yourselfer. It snaps together. It does come with these little tools to undo the snaps later on. So in case you're thinking about that or worried about it when you're putting it together, it might be a little bit of work to get it apart, but if you put it together, right, not an issue. It comes with tinted glass in it and it has a shade that goes up and down or opens and closes. So you can have a hundred percent privacy or more privacy with the tinted glass or keeping the sun out, you know, that door, a lot of sun can come through that door depending where you're facing. So you take out your old frames, your old piece of glass. And now I wouldn't throw that old piece of glass away or the frames. I would just put them aside unless you know, you're never going to use them again. But anyway, so I'm just kind of reintroducing this product. I'm going to have a link to it on ArizonaRVPartCenter.com so you can check it out. It's an awesome product. This is a must have. If you've got an entry door and this window will fit in there, you have to put one in. That's right. You have to. It's the law now. It's a mandate. <laughs> Just kidding. Wish it was that simple. All right, everybody. We have come to the end of the show or the end of the road, as they say. This is Eric Stark with the Smart RVer podcast. And I want to thank everybody coming here today and listening to the show. I want to hear from you. Send me questions. You can use the email at the smartrvier.com. Go to the contact us page. Let me know what your projects are, where you've been, where you're going. If you have any questions about any jobs you're working on or any problems you have in your RV, let me know. If I don't see you on the road, let's connect at the smartrvier.com. <laughs>